0: Unlike traditional sheets that trap heat, Chicx are breathable, so you aren't constantly waking up to throw off covers or out of blanket, so you sleep deeper, longer, and better. And Chicx bedding looks as good as it feels, colors and styles that can match any decor at a price that will pleasantly surprise you. And right now, you can try Chicx for 30 nights risk-free. Just go to sleepcoolnow.com.
1: This is hour number three of the World According to Zig podcast for this March 12, 2018. My name is John Ziegler. I'm the host of the show. where you can still get the truth about news, politics, media, sports and culture from a true conservative perspective in this world turned upside down. And the continuing subplot of both this podcast and of my entire often dreadful life is my quest to get the truth ab- truth out about what really happened in the so-called Penn State Joe Paterno-Jerry Sandusky scandal that burst across the, uh, the universe back in November of 2011 and my never-ending efforts to finally get some major media outlet to say what we now know. And what we now know, and I, I'm not exaggerating here, is if you are able to have the attention span to go through all the facts, is that the whole thing was a fraud. Not a conspiracy. There was no conspiracy. It was a fraud. Now, In other words, there was no sexual abuse. The reason why none of the story makes any damn sense is because everyone's missing the most important point, which is that there was no sex abuse to begin with, because as insane as it sounds, Jerry Sandusky is innocent, and it's not even close, and I would bet anything on this, and I've literally bet a good portion of my life and my reputation on this, to no chance of gaining anything from it. And there have been some important developments that I want you to know about in this never-ending quest. That I've been really eager to tell you about, but because we haven't done a podcast for the last two months, I've not been able to. And a lot of things have happened behind the scenes and are still happening behind the scenes. Before I get to those specifically, I urge you to go to framingpaterno.com. It's not intended to be literal, it's figurative. Framingpaterno.com and check out two stories that have happened over the last couple of months. One dealt with Larry Nasser, the gymnastics coach. I wrote a column explaining how the Larry Nassar story and his sexual abuse of gymnasts, which was real, although it was covered up easily because he had plausible deniability because he was using a a very legitimate medical procedure to make people think he wasn't doing this for sexual reasons. And that's why he got away with it for so long. But the point of the column is I compare the two cases and show that the guilt of Larry Nassar actually is great evidence that Jerry Sandusky is innocent because none of the things that exist in the Nassar case exist at all in the Sandusky case when they should. So make sure you check that out. Also, the key date, at least in public perception of those who followed this case, is February 9th because that's the alleged Current date, February 9th, 2001, of the so called Mike McQuery episode, where he, the former assistant Penn State coach, saw Jerry Sandusky with a boy in a shower, supposedly in some sort of uh, sexual situation. Well, uh, on this past February 9th, I, I made a post with all the documentary evidence uh, on a topic that I've discussed on the podcast before in great detail, but I've never released all the documentation. So I urge you to check it out if you're interested that that date is still dead wrong and that the real date of what occurred that night was on December 29th of 2000 not February 9th 2001 and that's not just a technical difference that means the whole story is a sham because that means Mike McMurray waited for five or six weeks before telling Joe Paterno which means that was not a rape that was not a sexual situation that was a situation where Mike McMurray was checking off a box, hoping to get FaceTime with Joe Paterno the day after it was reported that the job he wanted was now open at Penn State. A job he did not get, which of course disproves, if, if at least disproves, any sort of cover-up theory, because the very first thing that would have happened in a cover-up is that Mike McQuery would have been given the job that just opened up that he wanted that he would get three years later when it opened up again. But he got no reward. He got nothing to silence him. And by his own admission, he was never told to shut up about any of this. Completely 100% inconsistent with a cover-up, unless, you know, you're one of the many media members who have bought into this story. But that's what it takes. You have to be invested. You have to be invested in a completely absurd narrative to buy any of this. And it, as I've learned, it's all not true. And to be clear, I went into this presuming that the Sandusky part of this had to be true, at least most of it. And I've found that none of it is true, and I'm hardly alone. Mark Pendergrast has written a book called The Most Hated Man in America, which has been well-reviewed but ignored by the mainstream news media. And for the last, I would say, since October, most almost every day, although there have been some interludes, unfortunately, since October, a former LA Times and Philadelphia Inquirer reporter named Ralph Cipriano who's done a lot of work on the Philadelphia Catholic Church case, and myself have been working on putting together a massive magazine cover story on the real truth of this, based largely on the fact that we have been leaked a ton of documents that have never been seen before, never been reported on before, only a handful of people even know about them. We now know all the names of all the accusers who got paid money, over well over $100 million by Penn State, all 36 of the guys who have been paid. We've got all that and a whole lot more. And we finally caught a break back uh, near the end of last year. And that was that the reason why we had a chance to get this published in a major magazine is that there was an editor Who had been intimately involved in the reporting of the so called McMartin preschool case here in California many years ago that turned out to be a total fraud? And so this editor got it. They understood it. They were educated by Ralph to the story and they were fully supportive of telling the story. Now, how they wanted to tell the story, I wasn't real thrilled with, but beggars can't be choosers. And so we finally got a break. This person was in a position of power. They wanted to do the story and all systems were go. Well, in this story, anything that can possibly go wrong will go wrong. And sure enough, that happened on a couple of different occasions. Uh, Ralph, unfortunately, uh, went on hiatus a couple of times, which caused a uh, great deal of tension between the two of us. Uh, He and I have been at each other's throats on multiple occasions for many different reasons. I was adamant that we needed to get this thing out last year. The original plan was November of last year. I kept saying the longer we wait, the more something can go wrong. And for whatever reason, there was delay and delay and change and change. And I said, we've got to get it out by the beginning of this year. That's, I, I said, let's set a deadline. And then it became clear to me that Ralph did not take the deadline seriously. The editor did not take the deadline seriously. There was even now some talk about, well, why don't we wait till the Paterno movie comes out on HBO? And I'm like, no, we cannot do that. Something will go wrong because it always does in this case. We're going uphill into the wind on ice with lead bricks around our feet. We cannot blow this opportunity because if we if something goes wrong, we're screwed. And I was starting to see signs that this editor was in trouble. In fact, I even had conversations with Ralph about this editor might end up getting fired. Wouldn't that just be perfect the way this whole story has gone? And sure enough, after just a horrible few days, the day after the Super Bowl uh, Ralph calls me up and says, uh, we got a problem. I said, what's that? Our guy got fired and I was, uh, a little lit. Um, and I was, I was not shocked. In fact, I had pretty much expected it. Um, but I was also devastated because I knew that pretty much that was the end of the road. Uh, And the analogy that I had used to Ralph uh, was that, um, you know, I had given uh, Ralph my baby and told him that the baby was sick and we needed to get it to the hospital. And Ralph said, sure, sure, I'll take it to the hospital. And Ralph stopped in a bar somewhere with the baby (laughs) Uh, and the baby died before it got to the hospital. It's not a perfect analogy, but that's that's basically how I felt. Cause I figured, okay, there's no chance we have of getting this thing published once, you know, the guy who championed it has been fired. And Ralph tried to convince me that, well, maybe there's a way to save the baby. And I'm like, Oh God, you're gonna drag me back in. Cause I had I had psychologically given up. You know, I had I had gone through the mourning process of the baby dying. And I had accepted it. I wasn't happy about it. And uh, Ralph dragged me back in because I'm thinking, there's well, I got nothing, you know, nothing else to lose. I I, I got to give this. I have you know, pledged that I'm not gonna give up on this until there's literally nothing else I can do because I'm the only guy that can make this happen correctly, and uh, and I'm the only guy with the, all the information. And also the only guy with the balls, or the stupidity, depending on your perspective. So that's my pledge. And so I said, okay, fine. I'll keep trying. And much to my surprise, the the management at the magazine was still very open to doing this. Now, I couldn't tell, I still can't tell. Is this because of they <laughs> they're just desperate? <laughs> is it because they they think that their time is is also, uh, you know uh, very short. I don't know, but long story short, we have gone through, I don't even know how many versions of this story. I, and you know Ralph and I, uh, to Ralph's credit, he has been very good at putting up with me. <laughs> I have been exceedingly patient with him. Uh, hopefully one day soon we'll be able to uh, talk to Ralph on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating interview on no matter what the final outcome of this is. But here's basically where we are right now. There is a version of this story that has been written and meticulously, meticulously vetted by a major magazine that is about 20,000 words. There's a main story, and then there's several uh, sidebars, including one of the sidebars is the story of our fake accuser that I have mentioned several times in interviews and, and uh, on social media and what have you, which in a normal case would blow the whole damn thing apart alone. And by the way, this, that's just the tip of the iceberg that we have. Whether or not you know it is currently scheduled to be published, I still I don't know if it's going to be published or not. I I part of it's because I'm snake bit. Part of it is because uh, I'm a pessimist by nature, but also part of it is because I know the unique nature of this case. And I when I first told you about this possibility. Uh, many months ago, I said that you know the gun is loaded. in a, In a rational world, the gun is well loaded, <laughs> very well loaded, um, and that there are those who have said they're willing to fire the gun. But there's always going to be that hesitation right before you actually fire the gun. There's a difference between saying, "Yeah, sure, we'll fire that gun," and actually firing that gun. And I have real questions about whether or not that final decision is going to change uh, people's minds. I I hope it doesn't. Uh, You know, these people put a lot of man hours into this story. Uh, Ralph and I have put a re- an insane amount of man hours and aggravation and work into the story. I mean, I, I'm not getting paid. I'm all I'm I, am, I will be lucky to get my expenses back, my hard expenses back. Um, and I purposely did that because I did not want to get paid. you know I, I did I just want the story to be right. I want Ralph and I to write it. Um, you know, Ralph hopefully will be paid, but he's not even sure he's gonna get paid. Uh, so I mean, and he's certainly not gonna get paid. <laughs> probably minimum wage at this point by the time all the hours are counted up. Uh, but as of right now, there is a story for, scheduled for the end of the month, just before the HBO paternal movie comes out, that in a rational world would be a bombshell. I Let's just pretend, let's be optimistic for a second that this actually happens as currently planned. I still don't think it's going to have that much of a positive impact. I think it'll be a combination of ignored and mocked, Um, not because it deserves to be. The story is incredibly well researched and well put together and, and frankly is really only a small portion of all the evidence that we have. I mean, we're basically forced to do this with at least one hand and one arm tied behind our backs. Uh, and even still, that's how much evidence we have, that even even the stuff that survives a, an extreme vetting is still very compelling, very dramatic. And really, to anybody that would read the whole thing with an open mind uh, would go, what the fuck happened here? What the fuck happened here? Because nothing you think you know about the case is true. Literally nothing. And hopefully, that will be the title of the piece, which I don't have any control over, but that's what we're hoping for something along those lines, because that really does tell the story better than anything. But I'm still pessimistic. So I'm, that's been the most frustrating part and the most depressing part of this whole ordeal. And that is that even if this miracle happens, I still don't think the miracle's going to do anything positive. In fact, it could end up being a negative in some ways. I could see it backfiring in some ways, um, which is just insane and which, of course, is also the proof of just how crazy this case is. And and, and that's important because for the injustice of the magnitude that me and Ralph and Mark Pendergast and others are alleging occurred— in the Penn State Paterno-Sandusky case, you need some really unique circumstances. And trust me, they are all here in spades. And one of them is that you've got a news media that's so invested, like five-year-olds are in the story of Santa Claus, that they can't even wrap their brains around it. Nor do they want to, even those that are convinced are terrified of even being even implying that this whole thing is a, is a sham and a fraud because it's so toxic and so dangerous. Well, that's how this happened. That's, that's actually great evidence that the whole thing is a scam because it, you could only have a scam like this occur in an atmosphere where everyone was terrified of even contemplating the other side of the story, which never happened here. No one, forget about examining, no one even contemplated it because we didn't need to because Joe Paterno got fired four days into the story, and that's all we needed to know. Sinuski must be guilty, and the rest is history, and it's all this domino effect of, of insanity and injustice. So the next couple of weeks will be key. I honestly do not know what's going to happen. I'm bracing myself for the worst. It has already been a horrific few months. I know. Ralph feels the same way. Uh, we, we, you know, so I, I feel a compulsion and an obligation to keep you informed because I know there's still a lot of people that are very, very interested in this and are really hoping that there will be some semblance of truth and justice. And I, I, just, I just don't have very high hopes. I mean, I, if anything, I think the best we can hope for is that we can prove beyond any shadow of a doubt that, that facts, logic, and truth mean nothing. That's what I think our best hope is, that we can prove that we're, there's a damn good chance that we're in a major magazine going to outline that this whole thing is a fraud in very credible and compelling fashion, and it won't matter because... Everyone's invested. People won't take the time to read 20,000 words. It's a bit complicated. A bit, it's not even that complicated. It's just involved. You've you just got to have a attention span longer than Donald Trump's. Uh, and one of the other problems is you know, the other side, they can fit their story in a tweet, right? Jerry Sandusky abused boys and Joe Paterno and Penn State covered it up. Ah, horrible. That's their story. Our story, in order to combat that, has to be 20,000 words, and even that's not really enough. We're, we're trying to be as economical as possible. But you, there, it's very difficult for us to have a Shazam headline, because we have to paint a massive mural. All they got to do is fart out a tweet of bullshit. And, uh, and that's the story that everyone knows and everyone believes and now everyone's invested in. Interestingly, there's a chance. <laughs> I, in fact, there's more than a chance. People who um, are within our group uh, of people who actually know the truth of this case are convinced that there is a headline that would get people's attention. But we can't prove it largely because... We can't get Jerry Sandusky to get a DNA test, not because he doesn't want to, not because his lawyers don't want to, but because the prison warden will currently not let him get a blood test. And I can't get into all the details as to why this is relevant, but there are those, and I'm not as convinced as some others, but there are people who are very convinced who know a lot about this subject. that believe that a DNA test would show that from a chromosome perspective, Jerry Sandusky could not have committed most, if not all, of the acts for which he was convicted. I think there's a very good chance that's true. We thought we were going to be able to get a DNA test in time for this article, but the prison warden threw a monkey wrench into that. And, and I I told everybody, there's no chance we're going to get a DNA test from Jerry Sandusky. Something will go wrong. We have too many fucking morons and too many people who are invested in a bullshit narrative for even the most simple thing to go right. Because it hasn't happened in six fucking years. So it wasn't going to start happening now. And sure enough, everyone always says, Ziegler, you're such a pessimist. If you live my fucking life for the last six plus years on this, you'd be fucking pessimistic too. Because it's a weird thing that happens when I'm pessimistic. I'm always fucking right. And unfortunately, it looks like that's going to be the case on this one. Now, you know, th- th- here's how this case is most likely to end. <laughs> I, regardless of whatever ends up happening with this magazine article. Jerry Sandusky will die in prison and then his autopsy will reveal... That, uh, that he has this uh, genetic condition that would have made it impossible for him to have been guilty. That, that's where my money is right now. So on that happy note, <laughs> I'm still fighting, I'm still trying, and boy, oh boy, uh, we have endured an enormous amount of uh, psychological uh, scar tissue uh, in order to try to get this story to even have a chance. But we have no margin for error now. With the HBO movie coming out on April 7th, we have literally no margin for error because this is the last shot we got uh, with that uh, movie called Paterno, which is going to be complete bullshit. I mean, it's going to be, as I've described it before, that's going to be the story of Christmas. whether or not Christmas is true, only we're only going to focus on whether reindeer can fly and whether or not elves make toys. And we're going to accept that Santa himself is real. That's what it seems like that movie is going to be. Um, And so we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, keep you updated. And we'll plan, hopefully, to do a a, a podcast surrounding uh, that article should it ever come out or uh, if it ends up getting killed. Uh, either or. <laughs> you can always count John Ziegler to give you both the good news and more likely the bad news. All right, so make sure you go to uh, framingpaterno.com for the update on those two stories I told you about previously. And make sure you follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter for uh, more updates on this case. Again, framingpaterno.com. That'll do it for this special uh, update edition of the World According to Zig podcast hour number three. Do Just two things I ever ask of you. Number one, share this via social media, Twitter, Facebook, word of mouth, what have you. And also number two, if you're one of those people who sleeps and when you sleep, you use sheets, please pay attention to this important message and do yourself a favor. My name is John Ziegler. Our website for the podcast is freespeechbroadcasting.com.
0: Coffee? Oh, thanks. How did you sleep? Like a baby. I don't want to get out of bed, ever. These sheets are mm, incredibly soft. Performance fabric, huh? Maybe we should. Oh, I don't know. try them out again. <laughs> <laughs> Comfort and performance for better sleep. That's Sheik's. S H E E X. Sheik's. Try Sheik's for 30 nights risk free. Go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com, promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212.